Create, connect, communicate. Create, connect, communicate. Magical, enigmatical, gift of gab, super, natural, story, from the space Come, well lit. But it's okay. I'll keep patting her until like she goes to sleep. Sitting, but like laying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's harder for you. I think it's easier if you're on that side because that way you're more like this. If you guys switch, but you see how I'm ready to be a mom. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You're so ready. Mm. You are prepped. Oh my god, the baby. (laughs) Yeah, got something to say. Yep. Mocha, are you ready? We are very lucky. We are here talking <laughs> with the boss woman herself, Chinita. Hola. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, bien. ¿Y tú? Bien. Ah, bien. Gracias. <laughs> <laughs> so, Spanish 101. I know. Spanish 101. We are done. That's all my Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Firelight Chats. We are here in Da'an, Taipei. Taiwan with a very, very special guest for all of those food lovers out there and people who love Latin culture as well. We are here with a spicy hot Chinita from Chinitas Cubano in Taipei. Welcome. Hello. Hello, Chinita. How are you today? Good. Well rested. Well rested. You had a wonderful weekend. I did. You went down south to Nanto. Spent time with some good friends. Mm. Ate some good food. Had some fish. Yeah, a lot of fish. And I heard you guys were talking about, so it was like 10 girlfriends. Correct. And you were talking about love. (laughs) We always talk about love. (laughs) What is your biggest takeaway from the weekend with love? Ooh, that's tough. Um, girlfriend's opinions are very important. Imagine a person trying to get with one of our friends and then we all talk about that one person's one behavior from 10 different points. That's scary. Yeah. We even go around and and ask each one of the girls their first impression of the guy. Wow. So a guy who wants a date in your circle of girlfriends has to be top notch. Yeah. Has to be on his game. We only want the best for our girls. Best of the best for. Yeah. (laughs) So were there some failures where some guys who didn't get all checks? (laughs) Mm, Good question. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but we are here back in Taipei. Welcome back. Chinita is, well, 
that is not her real name. Chinita, for those who know Spanish, means kind of little Asian girl or little Chinese girl. That is the name of this restaurant, Chinita's Cubano, an amazing little place here in Daan. I think it's in Daan, right? Zhongshan. Zhongshan. It's uh, close okay. to Daan. It's okay. like on the borderline. Um, the story goes, I was here at the office one day, very hungry. I was looking through Uber Eats and trying to find something different, something new. You know, I come from New York City, so I love variety. And Chinita's Cubano popped up. I absolutely love Cubanos. It had nice reviews. It looked very delicious. It looked like a legitimate Cubano. Um, so I made an order with Uber Eats and it was absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I had to reach out and talk with Chinita. And as I did, I learned that she also has a very interesting story as well. So this will be a chance for you all to hear the story behind Chinita's Cubano and Chinita herself. Her real name is Yiping. 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 The, no, okay. It goes <laughs> third and second. So we go Yiping. Yeah, you got there it. There we go. There we go. We got it. <laughs> For uh, a lot of my English speaking friends, the first impression is always Yiping, like mm. the bottle Yiping. Oh, like and one, they, one yeah. bottle. Yeah. That's funny. So, Yiping, Kalo, that's a mm. lot of like, that's actually something I never encounter until, until I've met a lot of English speaking people in Taiwan. Right. And then they were like, hey, that's the same as if you want to Yiping Pijo. Right, right. Like, that's yeah. what all these expats know. <laughs> so, that's funny. So, it's Yiping from Chinitas Cubano. Mm, yes. Welcome, welcome. So, can we hear the story behind the name? Chinitas, yes. Mm. Um, it depends on different countries that speak uh, Spanish. Mm. Um, my interpretation is little Asian girls. So the irony of the name is Chinitas Cubano. It's a mixture of English grammar and, mm. and, and, and Spanish word. So that kind of explains how we do at Chinitas. Our food is a mixture of like my own background coming from Taiwan, but I have was educated in America with a lot of English. But my love for Latin culture, Latin language, a lot of music specifically. Yeah, you were born in Taiwan. You grew up in Taiwan. It wasn't until I believe 15 years old. Correct. I was born and raised in Taoyuan and a very, very countryside rice field county. And uh, when I was 15, my parents and I decided that I would like an experience of studying abroad. So they sent me to a high school in Missouri another countryside yeah, exactly <laughs> it was a great experience where i was only allowed to speak english if i want to be understood or to understand what other people were saying mm. that's the privilege of a small town or you know the blessing of a small town true so that helped me improve my language um missouri which city Farmington. Oh, wow. It even has the <laughs> yeah. word farm in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is Farmington, Missouri like? Um, Do you know what the population is? No, I don't. Yeah, I can look that up while you're talking. But <laughs> what are your memories from Farmington, Missouri? 
Um, right now, honestly, high school musical came to my mind. I remember the first few weeks I was there, all my friends, like new friends were talking about, oh, let's get together and watch high school musical too. And I think the idea of it is very, very high school. <laughs> right. Very American high school. Yeah. It looks like the population as of the 2020 census was 18,000 people in all of Farmington, Missouri. So how did you pick Farmington, Missouri? How did you end up there from a farm town in Taiwan, Taiwan to another one, just like in the middle of this huge country of the United States? How did that happen? I, I didn't pick them. They picked me, actually. Mm. Um, it was a program where once you tested through your language proficiency, they mostly wanted people that wanted to expand their horizon and, and see a different world instead of just focus on the academic. Uh, so I went through this program that helped match host family to students from different parts of the world. Mm. And so as the host family, you picked who you want to host. And the lady I stayed with somehow chose Taiwan to find a girl that she wanted to live with for one year. Wow. So that's how it happened. So you entered high school in Farmington at 15 years old? As a senior, yes. <laughs> Wait, what? As a senior? That's the fun part because they wanted us to be able to take all the classes that we wanted and kind of experience what we want and would like or dislike. Also, uh, you can choose like drama class or um, weightlifting class or just bunch of choices that as a senior you can choose you have more freedom in the way yeah. yeah so mm. i went there as a senior at 15 years old yeah yeah wow that was fun it was i actually didn't have any expectation going mm. in um so how was your language skill at that time i guess you had enough to be able to go to the states but were you comfortable were you confident in english by the time you got there if you ask me, I would always say I've always been an average Taiwanese person. An average meaning going to school seven to seven, almost, mm. okay, not seven to 10, yeah, seven exactly. in the morning <laughs> and 10 at night. Through my middle school in Taiwan, it has always been studying, studying. And like after coming home, I was studying to three, going to school to sleep sometimes because the demand from our academic pressure is much greater than I've ever known. It's just mm. what I was expected. So I've never mm. really thought about anything else outside mm -hmm. of studying. So being an average Taiwanese person, including language skills, I would say including like my social skills, because growing up, I've never really had the experience of meeting friends through mutual interests. For example, Farmington. Um, a lot of my friends would known each other through. Don't hit the table because it'll it'll like go through there. <laughs> All right, now keep it yeah. right here. Yeah, just just keep hitting her. <laughs> I told you oh, I yeah. need my hands to You're kind of such express my right <laughs> Maybe I it's love it. in I my love blood. It. So good, just go in the air <laughs> and then just pet Mocha. <laughs> Chanita is a Latina. She is uh, she's speaking Look with her hands. And Mocha is in love with Chanita. And she's on my lap. Her whole body is. And look at this part of the chair. <laughs> I know. They're only taking up like a corner of the chair. Let's see if we can make this happen throughout the whole podcast. That'll be a world record. Oh, I think she's taking a nap now. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so where were we? 
So my friends from Farmington, most of、mm. them like know each other either through marching band or oh, this is a friend from soccer、mm. or we we used to play something together. But growing up, my friends were all classmates. Like oh, this is I know them because we grew up together, we studied together. So I've never really had to think about social skills outside of your books or right, like studying. Right. Um, so going there, I think without expectation, that helped.、Mm. I didn't think about all the obstacles that I would face or、right. the troubles. It was just just go. Yeah, just yeah. Jump into the pool until you realize how to swim. That's kind of how reflecting back. Right. That I would say is a starting point for me to coming back to the now.、Mm. That, that's how I started Chinitas.、Mm. I've never really thought about all the obstacles I would face as a single person starting. Not really a restaurant, a holding a wall kind of small place.、Mm. I've never imagined the obstacles or all the challenges, all the fun until I'm in it and breathe in the hardship of doing what I love.、Mm. And so, like from 15, going abroad all by myself, expressing myself through my own language, learning the language everyone was speaking was something that that was new. It was new,、mm. but I didn't know I was capable of doing so until I've done it. Right. Exactly. Without expectation, it's always something that I think was important for me as I proceed the next step. Give、mm. it all and kind of go from there.、Mm. Would help, always help. We'll get to all of the Chinita story later, the Chinita's Cubano. But what about that parallel in terms of big obstacles that you faced when you first went to Missouri and were studying in this high school in Farmington? What were some of your biggest obstacles looking back on that experience? I don't remember. It was just, it was happiness. I would say it's a, it's a pleasure as a young adult. It, not even a young adult. It was just teenager. You just you just have fun. Yeah.、I、don't even. Yeah, language obviously.、Mm. Language.、Um, when I was saying an average Taiwanese, I think we all learn to read and write, but verbally we always have challenge expressing ourselves. I think even in our own language, it's always hard to talk about what you want or what we want or our feelings. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I remember there was my first time really using English as a means of expressing my feeling. Alongside of a river with my host mom, and we just spend that whole afternoon there talking. And like from that couple hours of communication, chatting, I can feel my own self developing. In the sense, I feel like my language have like you know a game where you just up a level, and、mm. like I could、level、feel、up. like yeah, yeah, level. <laughs> <laughs> and then the idea that I feel like I learned to express myself with just a little bit more. That was, I would say, the tipping point, or maybe it was a realization for me that wow, this is my year in Farmington、mm. where I'm learning to do. So I, I don't really know how to answer that question. My,、mm. my, my biggest obstacle, I can't really think of. It was just a learning curve,、hmm. just learning. So I'm curious. This is just a hypothetical question, but how do you think your life would be different if you? Never went to Farmington at fifteen, and you just kind of stayed in in Taoyuan. How?、Uh, I don't think you can ask a parent like, "Hey, can you imagine your life without a kid?" <laughs> I, I don't know how I would be.、Hmm. 
I doubt it will be the same. This question I can answer with a, such a long answer. Okay, I'm gonna bring in a movie I watched oh. a couple of weeks ago on Netflix. Perhaps it's called Look Around or Turn Around, or it's the idea this girl, she got pregnant for her graduation. There was a party and uh, she was doing a pregnancy test. And at that point, the movie kind of split in two where she actually was pregnant and a life where she wasn't. Mm. Um, and it goes down to the storyline of telling the audience, like the camera kind of switched from one to the other, saying like now that she's going through a stage of finding herself or now she's going through a stage of breaking up. But at the same time, it's two different lifestyles, but with the same hardship, same ups and downs. In the end, she did have the similar outcome where she does have a love of her life, as mm. every movie does. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> uh, and she was uh, well established in her career. The biggest difference is just that one kid or not. Mm. And so to answer that question, I yeah, I think I would go through the same ups and downs, but probably there won't be a chinitas. Right, probably exactly. Not. Yeah, I mean, because this is just the beginning of your educational journey, right? We talked a little bit last time and you had mentioned a very kind of unconventional journey and path. So what happened after this first year at Farmington? Because it was just a one year program. So what happened after that? I came back to Taiwan thinking I was going to finish my high school in Taiwan. Uh, so before I left for America, I went through the whole academic test where in Taiwan, you have to get tested to go into different high schools. Mm, um, yeah. So I already was placed in the high school in Taipei. That was a different move from all my friends in Taoyuan, where I decided to move to Taipei for my high school experience. Mm. So after one year, actually not even that long, doing that first semester of high school in Taipei, I realized that it would be too hard for me to finish my three years education in Taipei. Mm. And so after one year, I apply for another year of exchange student. But this time I aim for Europe and I chose Sweden. Wow. A bit different. Yeah. Very different. <laughs> exactly. Going from Farmington, Missouri to Sweden. Were you in Stockholm or were you in another farm area of Sweden? Uh, this time a bigger city, <laughs> okay. Gothenburg. Gothenburg, okay. And yet the boy. Huh. Um, so the way it was, Gothenburg, I went to the biggest high school in Gothenburg, but I lived on the countryside about an hour bus drive from my school. Oh mm. no, from the city. That's another transfer to go to the school. So around where I was staying, it was still farm. I don't actually <laughs> remember. I remember it was just open ground, but I don't really remember exactly if it was farm. Hmm. And that was also a year. That was. Wow. So how does this experience differ from the Farmington year? Mm, family, actually, mm. surprisingly. When I was in the States, uh, I stayed with a, a lady. Um, so it was just me and her at the dinner table. But when I was in Sweden, I stayed with a family with two kids, but the father had like eight different siblings. Siblings. Maybe not eight. I don't remember. It was just a big family. My host grandfather, my host father's father. On his side of family, there's a birthday. Seems like every other week. It's just <laughs> right. a big family. And then we all get together for every month's birthday. Monthly gathering with right. a big group of family. 
And from that year, I think it was a it was a very different year for me to look at family mm. because my host mother was actually from Bolivia. Wow, she was a Bolivian, yeah. a Latina, yeah, yeah, yeah. living in Sweden. <laughs> yes. Wow. And so the family that I stayed with, for them, it was normal to start the sentence with like Spanish and end it with Swedish and just like interchangeable. Right. To me, I've never really experienced Spanish or mm, Swedish. Right, right, So right. to me, it all sounded the same. So I've never mm. really known like which language they were speaking. Right. It was really cool. Like I remember if I had my friends over who speaks Chinese, it would be a very global household where Swedish, Spanish, English, Chinese, Chinese. they were all like spoken on the dinner table. Oh, wow. It was cool. Mm. And I think because my Bolivian host mother, I was introduced a different lifestyle. Mm. I think coming from Taiwan, our female were has different expectation in terms of what their roles are in the household. Mm -hmm. And I remember my my Bolivian host mother would always, not always, she would have girls night out. She would go to concerts. She would live life. She would dance around the mm -hmm. kitchen table, like the table, but she would dance around. <laughs> On the kitchen table? <laughs> she would dance around in the kitchen and as we we're preparing or just after dinner. Mm. And it opened my eyes to what a mother is or how a woman can be or how liberal it is to be a mother, I think. Mm. So what about challenges in Sweden? Did you face any larger ones than in Farmington? Can I say the coldness? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing is you don't really think about how cold it is if, until you live through winter. Yeah. For example, I remember when the temperature gets to like above 10, we were so excited. We were so excited that we were wearing skirts. Right. T-shirts and skirts. Yeah. And and like, if you think about now, and I think like now in, in Taiwan, Taiwan and yeah. in 10 degrees and you see people wearing skirts. People are wearing like parkas, <laughs> and, <laughs> like scarves like and beanies and everything here. Yeah, It's just a different world. And yeah. So that was, that was a challenge because I didn't have any, it's not even jacket, it's like big coats, like right. Swedish coats. Serious yeah. Swedish coats, yeah, right. Yeah. So that was a big challenge. And I remember the whole winter, if you look at my pictures, they're all the same outfit. Because <laughs> you have to be covered up. Right. It's the same. Swedish, big, strong jacket. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. gets you through life. Yeah. Yeah, imagine without that, right? So by the time you finished this one year in Gothenburg, Sweden, how old were you? 18. Okay. So now you're 18 years old. And what happened next? Did you go back to Taiwan again? Don't remember. Let me think. The summer of uh, 18 years old, I came back to Taiwan. And then I applied for, yes, I came back to that because I've been to so many places, not so many, but when I'm away, I'm usually away for a year and I want to spend some time with my family and I'm a very family person. Mm. So I decided that if I were to apply for college, university, I had to spend some time with my family first, mm. then I can apply for whatever I want. So I came back to Taiwan, spent six months with my family, apply for a community college in Washington state, because at the time I was never graduated from high school. Mm. So I went and got my AA degree in Washington state and then after a degree, I got my GED. 
Oh wow, you got your AA associate's yeah. degree yeah. before you got your GED. Yeah. That's I amazing. I don't think it was that much of a deal. It was a requirement to have GED to go to um, university. And that right. was the only reason I, I had oh, to get it. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. It wasn't with the intention that I'm going to finish AA first. It was just, right. I had to have it in order to get to a university. Because in Taiwan, we don't recognize community college. I don't mm, think so. Not yeah. AA. That makes sense. So in order to come back to Taiwan, where I've always known it's home for me, mm. I needed a new university degree. Right. Okay. So you got your AA and your GED and you are ready for college and you continued to study in the States for yeah. college? Yes. Um, I apply to schools in Virginia mm. and then I ended up in James Madison University in Virginia. Mm. Okay. So James Madison University in Virginia. How was that experience? It was another great experience. It was another fun one. Mm. Maybe I'm an optimist when I reflect back. All I can think about is like all the fun and mm. all the goodness. But if I want to like zoom in and think about Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll give you a story of like all the horror. And yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm digging for. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah, exactly. No horror stories here tonight. Um, so what was the greatest experience then? Let's stay positive. What was the greatest experience of James Madison University? Partying. Partying. <laughs> I love the idea. Actually, when I applied for James Madison, a big part of it was that the school was known for its party life mm. and, and students were great with studying people study, but it had a life at night. Mm. And that's what I wanted. It wasn't to party that I wanted. It mm. was the idea that people had a life outside of school. Mm. And so when I got there, like imagine everybody study hard for like four days of the week so they can party hard for the next three days. And for me, I didn't really care too much to go party, but it was the idea that studying wasn't the sole purpose of university life. Mm -hmm. So that was a big enjoyment for me. It was such a liberal school where students have a lot of freedom to choose what they want to do. In my head, I'm just thinking like all the things I've done in university, mm -hmm. like all the fun stuff. <laughs> and like, so I'm like thinking, how do I like put them into like one sentence or three? You can have a whole paragraph, a full hour. Nah. Nah. <laughs> yeah, because you have a huge smile on your face right now. So what are some of those lasting memories of parting you know we won't be young again right so those memories are quite important yeah when i was in the states i've actually never really liked drinking so i wasn't into like the whole partying drinking college life mm. i personally just wasn't that into it but i did a lot of dancing at clubs mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's uh, where me and my friends would like go to salsa at night and mm. I, I met a lot of friends with latin background so that was when i learned a lot about the food a lot of dancing a lot of music my best friend she is actually half mexican and half guatemalan mm, so nice. it was a lot of different food and because i was there again by myself i rely a lot on my friends uh, where i would stay with my friends for 
a week with her family or another friend for like a month mm. so i was able to experience different food different culture different parenting yeah you had your first taste of latin america with your bolivian host mom yeah. in sweden and then you're in virginia and meet this best friend who's half mexican and half guatemalan and there's a lot of like Latin culture yeah. kind of infused in your life, right? It was uh, Harrisonburg where James Madison is. Mm -hmm. It's a small town with a club, if I remember correctly. And they had Thursday salsa night. And then she would always take us and then we were just like holding hands and do like bachata, like one, two, one. <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun. And yeah, I think that's university for me. Mm. Um, a lot of... It a lot was of a, dancing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A lot of fun. So what about after you graduated from James Madison University? I applied for OPT, optional mm. practice training in the States. You can apply for this program where it's not even a program. I think it's a visa. Right. It's a visa. It's yeah, a visa. Like a, almost a visa extension. In yeah. A way. Yeah. You, if you're pursuing a degree, you can apply for this visa for you to work anywhere in the States for up to a year. Right. And I chose Florida because of mm. my love for Latin culture. Mm. And if you think about like a place, a lot of people choose to retire at the time was Florida. Yes. And so I was Still. like, yes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, if I can go anywhere in the States, why wouldn't I go to Florida? Mm. You have to go to Florida. Yeah. So I sure. packed up everything in the car. My brother actually flew to Harrisonburg because uh, he had just left the job. So he had all the time. So mm. he came to uh, Harrisonburg and we actually drove to Houston. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, Whoa. you we, went all the way that way first. Yeah, we had to experience <laughs> the Texas life first. Oh, wow. Aside from my love for Latin, I actually really like country music. Okay, you're a country Taiwanese girl. <laughs> I would say so, yeah. And so oh. we drove to Texas actually for my uh, my roommate's birthday, not birthday, uh, her wedding. Hmm. Um, so she got married in Houston and so we drove to Houston and all the way it was a lot of sightseeing mm -hmm. and we drove from Houston to Tampa first. I didn't know where I wanted to settle for that one year. Mm. So I went to Tampa for, I remember three nights to kind of check out a, the scene yeah. and get a feel and see if that's right for you and see if that's what I wanted for the rest of that one year. Right. Uh, loved it and went to uh, Fort Lauderdale. I didn't want to do Miami at the time, mostly because Miami was too big of a city mm. and it was too party. Too much theme. party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and a that different kind of, kind of yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Fort Lauderdale is just a bit north of Miami. I feel like that would be a good ease into the Florida life. Right. Disney World is there, close to there. Orlando. And that's another reason why I chose Tampa, actually. Orlando is, was only an hour away. Mm. I got uh, the year pass for Universal Studio. I remember I would go in there just to have, just to sit there for an afternoon since I could. Yeah, you have a year yeah, pass. Yeah, it was, it was such a great year. So after three nights in Fort Lauderdale, I think it was a bit different what I expected of the friendly Florida vibe. I didn't really get that. I didn't really get that from or Lauderdale. Mm. So I went back to Tampa and spent a year in Tampa. I met a lot of Cuban friends, actually, mm -hmm. and ate a lot of 
Cubanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Mm. And at the time, it was just eating. Like I didn't really eat with thoughts. We will get to that later.、Mm. But that was an opening for me to、mm. like more Latin culture. There's a club I remember. The first floor was like country line dancing, and the second floor is like Latin music. Oh wow! Within the whole club, like、right. just two floors, but like that's like a dream、music. for you. It was. You just keep going I, up and downstairs. <laughs> It was. I, I remember. It was. It was probably Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember which night. It was only that night would they play country and Latin music. That's. It's called Chinita's night. Or- <laughs> and yes,、That's、I was、hilarious. there almost every weekend. Not weekend. Every week. It was so much fun. But that's a difficult decision. Are you upstairs or downstairs most of the time? And how、have、did you, you break that up? Have you ever tried line dancing? You know, when I was growing up in Southern California, line dancing was pretty popular. So I've seen it. But、I've、have you ever loved it? in it? I've not immersed myself in line dancing.、Okay. That's for sure. It gets tiring. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and and everybody is dancing the same、right. steps. So if you don't know the song, then it's hard for、You're、you to be part of it. And so I, that was my my cue for going upstairs. So that's I how、see. I break it up. That's funny. Yeah, because Latin dancing is a lot more free compared yeah, to line yeah, dancing yeah. for sure. So, so that, that was my year in Florida, but another year of dancing. And Tampa is like the home of the Cubano, right?、Yeah. I mean, the history is like it's not actually a Cuban thing, right?、It's、Correct. Cuban immigrants in Florida, mostly in Tampa, I believe in Key West, and then Miami, of course. Now there's a rivalry with Tampa. Yes, but、um, you are. Hardcore on the Tampa side. That's another story.、Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to get into Cubano now? Of course, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. I'm getting hungry.、Uh, um, I didn't really care too much for like specifically Cubanos at the time.、Mm. It was just、um, food. It was just part just of the life in Florida. After you danced. <laughs> or before,、okay. or all the time.、Um, but it was just part of the Florida experience. You go to different restaurants, and I've had different cuisines.、Um, yeah, a lot of good food there. Yeah, especially Latin food. I feel like the, it was only Latin food I was eating. Right, right. <laughs> um, and so after that one year, I came back to Taiwan and I had an office job for about nine months, and I realized that's not something that I wanted out of my life.、Mm. And so I quit with the intention of opening up something. I knew I wanted to do hot pot sandwiches, but I just didn't know how it was going to be packaged、mm. and how I wanted to be.、Mm-hmm. And so I actually went back to Tampa for three months,、wow. just like ate a bunch of sandwich. But to decide to go back to Tampa, it was more like research on like the idea of a place in Taipei specifically focused on Cubano or、mm. hot pot sandwiches. I did my research, kind of understand the history of Cubano, the idea that there's Tampa style, there's Miami style,、right. and because I have stronger roots and background experience with Tampa, so I went back to Tampa,、mm. and that's why I actually chose Tampa.、Mm. And from Tampa, within that three months, I was able to go to Miami and try different Cubanos, not only in Tampa but in the cities around,、mm. as well as Miami. Wow, what are the biggest differences for you between the Tampa Cubano and the Miami Cubano?、Mm. If I say no, would that like discredit <laughs> myself? <laughs> um, I don't 
really want to get into like details. Like、mm. if you want to say, oh, what's the difference between Ruofan in Taipei and Tainan?、Mm. There, there's a whole like you kind of、exactly. gotta go、so、and try. It's a huge and, debate too. Yeah, yeah. Why get into that if、right. we can just like enjoy、mm. the good food that we have and enjoy every time? Not enjoy every time, but but the idea that food is just simple things to enjoy.、Mm. We I don't want it to be competing. Like oh, I want the title of this and that. But it's a simple thing, like I cook something for you to enjoy, or I eat something that someone cooked. I'm here to appreciate it for what it is. Just as simple as that.、Mm. So why, you know, you said you came back to Taiwan. You were in a nine to five job, and then it definitely wasn't the thing for you. So you wanted to open up this food related business. So. Is there some kind of food inspiration or some kind of history with food in your past? Is that why you chose that? Why not like you know some other kind of business? Right. The answer is no. I、mm. don't have any. Like, I actually didn't really cook that much before、mm. Chinita's. Like, I hated to do dishes. Like, <laughs>、uh, it was actually the lifestyle that I was after.、Mm. I went and visit my friend in Hong Kong. She was working as an assistant to a cafe owner. When I visit her for a week, it wasn't we didn't go sightseeing. I just lived her life with her that weekend.、Mm. I went to work with her. I went to yoga classes with her. But to see how she really enjoyed her work,、mm. she was so passionate in the coffee, in the cake that they have. Because if you think about how much time you spend working. And if you hate what you do,、yeah. are you saying that you hate your life as well? Right, it's, it's terrible. That's sad.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I reflected back onto what I was doing at the time, and I realized that it's not what I want to do ten years, twenty years down the road. So if I wanted to start something or have something of my own, it had to be something that I was passionate about. So、mm. I was thinking, hmm, what did I like? And When we were at her cafe, they had a bowl of asahi. Asahi from Brazil. Ah,、uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when I tasted it, I was like, "Oh, I remember when I was in Miami. I had this great, great asahi bowl." And I was like, went into a ten-minute story telling her how like I loved it, and she was like, "Wow, if you had such passion in food, why don't you try to think of like opening up something in Taipei?"、Mm. And that whole weekend, I just kept thinking, "Is it possible? Is it something that I kept asking myself?、Right. Like, can you imagine?、Mm-hmm. Can、Is, I do this? Is this possible? Yeah. Is this the lifestyle that I want? Like, can you imagine owning something?、Right. Like, can you take that responsibility?、Mm-hmm. I came back to Taiwan, and like, you know, after a couple months, I realized, yeah, why not? Yeah. That's kind of my macho like life. Like, why not? Why not? <laughs> so,、um, I quit and. I got more into understanding what I want, like researching, and then、mm. actually going to Florida and like trying out recipes and、right. coming back and look for a place.、Mm. Everything just like one step at a time,、right. with intention of one direction. Right. Exactly. I was、Keep、thinking、dancing. a boy band, One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> you want to sing a little bit?、No. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Huh. So why did you? Speaking of location, is this the same original location? It is.、Uh, we have been there for four years, going to five now. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank、mm-hmm. you. 
that's difficult in the restaurant business or the food and beverage industry. Or now, like during this pandemic. Oh, totally, I'm sure. Um, there's always going to be hardship, but like it's always how you deal with it, kind of or your mentality of it. So to answer your question, it's always been that place. The reason why I wanted it, I was at the point where if I wanted everything in perfect preparation, I would never have started it. So I was at the point where yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and get it started. And I actually looked at different places and the place I'm at now, it's very rectangular instead of odd shape. Mm. Just the idea of it being very simple and like a box. Yes. Yeah. And there's a glass wall on the side. So that even though it's a small place with the glass wall, it kind of looked bigger and brighter. Opens up the space. Yeah. I really enjoy sunshine. Mm. So it has the place that we're at. It's like a big building where the arch, mm -hmm. it's like higher. Mm. So there will be direct sunlight hitting us in mm. the morning. Also, like looking from the kitchen outward, mm -hmm. you see trees. There's no mm, mountains, but right. trees are like as close as the nature world I could get. <laughs> right, like in Taipei. In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was a big point for me. Like wanted to see the sky, the tree. I wanted to create a little relaxed spot for like people commuting or like this doing lunch. Busy, busy city. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Right. Huh. Okay. So what year was this when you first started? What year is it? 2022. <laughs> so minus four, Eight, 18. 18 maybe? Yeah. Okay. So how was that first year of starting this? Because, you know, you went in there in a lot. Of, I mean, you did your research. You, you did quite a bit of research. And you also had a lot of experience and influences from your background that we talked about. But as we also mentioned, you, you just jumped in, right? And, Blind um, in a yeah. lot of ways. Looking back now, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could have done so much differently. But mm. if I were to choose, I probably wouldn't have done it any other way. Of course. Yeah, it had to be done this way in order for me to be where I am now. Yeah. So I would put the first two years together, actually, yeah. because starting it all by myself, it was not easy. Like the game plan changes all the time. Exactly. You got to figure out the market. <laughs> you got to figure out marketing. You got to figure yeah. out everything. And my own limits as well. Like mm. I have such big ambition and like I want to do this. I wanted to do that. But there's only so much that I was capable of doing. So the, the first two years was a blink. Because mm. I, I, I didn't have much strength to think more right. or outside of what I was physically doing. Just hustling, cooking yeah, and hustling. Yeah, yeah, food prepping and everything. After that first two years, I was only able to kind of breathe and think about like getting help in terms of like another part time, like finally bring someone into the operation. Mm. And uh, so the first two years, it was learning how to walk. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> So does I answer your question? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know. It's kind of it like my college year or my university <laughs> years. I don't remember now. If you ask me specifically, maybe I'll have a better response. But yeah, no, but I totally understand, especially in the restaurant business, because it's so tiring, too. There's just so many things you have to deal with all day that, yeah, I think you're right. You don't have really time to reflect on it yeah. so much. And customers always have different expectation, too. Mm. Everybody comes from a different background when they eat certain things they have their own 
expectation already exactly. and so so different everyone comes in and be, oh you should do this you should do that mm. and i'm sure that's with other industries as well but with food it's so direct oh my mom cooks it this way you should try it this way but this is not a house like right. you have got to stick to what you believe and 100%. how you want it i'm used to getting advices from people so mm. this kind of was a journey for me to stick to my own guts mm. and, and learn not to learn but to the persistency mm. kind of mm-hmm. getting through it and you managed to get through that two years which as we know in the food and beverage industry that's like that threshold so you got through that and were able to hire someone bring some people on what about the menu itself how much has that changed over time mm. not much actually mm. uh, we- So we started with three sandwiches and now we have five different um, sandwiches. They're all hot press. Our menus is very simple. Mm. Um, Only hot press sandwich as the main choices. But now we have like salad and soup. Uh, My colleague always joke about how our tomato soup is like uh, in Chinese. There's a saying where it goes like this is actually a tomato soup shop that's being uh, you know, there, there's a saying in Chinese where it's kind of expressing that this is there we're selling something uh, that's actually I can't even shop. No, it's not. But like my the, the point is like everyone has tried our tomato soup. I really love how like authentic and simple it is. Like when I say authentic oh. tomato soup, it's just it's not common in Taiwan where it's a thick tomato soup like you eat with like grow cheese and you dip it in and like, that's like a simple staple wintertime like simple lunch mm. but what we have at Chinitas is it's mostly very simple things that you might miss mm. in in other countries or yeah like home food yeah i don't want to give it too big of a personality mm. it's just a simple thing that you eat like when you chat with friends and you have a bite of a sandwich and mm. then like the tomato soup it's a simple food with simple ingredients that there's not much um just gotta enjoy the food yeah exactly okay. be happy why, why am i having such a hard time explaining <laughs> my own menu <laughs> oh. Maybe when you come to Chinitas and when I'm in that environment, it will be easier for me to. Now I feel like I'm talking about myself more than Chinitas. (laughs) I've been like trying to like separate myself. Like Mm. one of the greatest uh, advice I've gotten from my friend was one of my friends was that I'm not Chinitas. Mm. Chinita. I am the founder, but success and the failure of this company does not define who I am. So that's been something that I'm trying to like distinguish and Mm. like step out and look at restaurant as it is and let the restaurant kind of speak for itself yes 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 totally come and enjoy chinitas and have your own interpretation and Mm. experience of it yeah 100 percent. i think that's every amazing food place is it's about so many things right it's not just the food but it's the environment it's the people who are there or the person maybe behind the counter who you know you can talk to as well i have a friend that wants to start a burger shop Mm. and then i was like oh what about like staff wise like you probably need some help and he was like yeah if i'm looking for your colleague is the first one i'm gonna snitch (laughs) 
because um my colleague he is i would say like here at chinitas like the people that work there are unconventional 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 mm. uh where like we kind of expect ourself to achieve more and more mm. but kind of loses who we are in the means but like at Chinitas, our pace is much slower. So people that stay tend to be people that are like okay with that environment, mm. okay with kind of slow pace we are, and we're not trying to compete. And that environment creates a very relaxed relationship between customers and our staff. Yeah, so. I mean that's very Latin too, right? So it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little a little slice of Latin culture yeah. here in and I, Taipei. I, I think that's also like a Taiwanese culture too. It, mm. It's it's just that Taipei. <laughs> very true. Yeah, yeah in Taipei, it, it's very easy to forget or overlook that aspect of our culture. Right. Yeah. That's why there's the idea of like Taipei people are like dragon people. You mm, know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> once you step outside of Taipei, you see Slows how like. Slows down yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. So what about the menu itself? So what is your bestseller? Cubano. It the Cubano, of the course. Name of the shop, Chinitas <laughs> exactly. Cubano. Yeah. Not the tomato sauce. <laughs> That's actually a hidden gem. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. I tried the salad, but I haven't tried that. That's, that's not next something. On the list. Yeah, not, that's not something that people like think about. Oh, when I go to a Cuban sandwich shop, yeah. like I want a tomato soup. Yeah, it's it's a hidden gem. Mm. So I'm like now telling the world. Exactly. <laughs> gonna be sold out today so get it while you can get it while you can and a friend of mine like he's got like four or five restaurants and he mm. was he jokes about how small of a portion that we make our tomato soup he's like no restaurant uses that small of a pot but like we can't have fire in our place it's written in the contract oh um, so we do what we can while we can <laughs> wow you're not allowed to have fire so yeah, yeah. obviously the sandwiches are hot pressed that's yeah. fine so how do you make the yeah. tomato soup everything like just gotta be creative like wow. we we use stove uh like the electricity like yeah the, the, electric the, stove yeah and i haven't even dared to try bring up a bigger pot because the small pot that we have it's already taking us forever to to make the tomato soup um so i mean yeah of course you gotta <laughs> hustle again exactly hustling <laughs> Wow. So how many servings can you make in that small pot? Not a lot. Uh, wintertime, every single day we make a pot. Mm. Uh, but like summertime when it's not that much in demand, mm. like once a week, twice a week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, does, that doesn't answer your question because we have two different sizes of the soup, like a cup where you can just dip in the sandwich. And then we have a bowl. That sounds where so good. That sounds <laughs> yeah, really yeah. good. It's, it's a hidden jam. Yeah. I don't even know other words to describe it. <laughs> huh. yeah. yeah, I feel like you should market that more. I'm really bad at marketing. My last job was actually marketing. And that's something <laughs> like I'm learning. That, that was a nine to five? Yeah. Oh, I see. And a part of what I was stressing over it, because it wasn't my niche. Mm. Um, and when I was younger, I thought I could work through it. Like, mm. I thought I could just pull my straps and like, right. get through it. But then I realized that like, you've got to do what's true to your heart. So marketing is something that I have to, like, constantly remind myself, like, Monday, this is the marketing aspect mm. I'm working on. Tuesday, like, it's just, it's something that I'm working on. 
Yeah, so. I mean, well, you guys heard it here. So if you order a Cubano, don't you dare, don't you dare order that without ordering the tomato soup as well, because that's the new kind of habit for me now. I will definitely get a tomato soup along with my delicious Cubano as well. So. Is it still you? Because you're talking about, you know, how difficult it is to kind of manage the marketing and then the cooking. So have you stepped out of the kitchen totally and kind of your colleague or coworker is taking over that stuff? Or how are you guys managing running the business? I'm still in there every single day. My goal is to be 100% hands off the kitchen mm. so that I can be 100% not outside, in the back. Right, in the back end and yeah. just worrying about the business. Yeah, we're getting there. Right now we have the colleague I was talking about, the mm. one that my friend wants to steal. Mm, um, exactly. It's going to be war soon. <laughs> <laughs> Please no. <laughs> um, so he's been great. He, he's been with us for two years now. It's Right now, just two of us. It's mm. a very simple operation. Uh, and we're looking to hire more. Mm. Um, but the hiring is a topic in of itself. Like I looking know. for people. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think I mentioned to you last time, my, but my brother has a restaurant also in Texas. Hiring is a huge pain in the butt, especially in the restaurant business. It's mm -hmm. really, really difficult. So I totally understand. What is the biggest challenge here in terms of hiring for you? Mm -hmm. Or maybe first, what kind of positions are you looking for? Just a PT um, part-time mm. um, to come in. Biggest challenge? Yeah, like what's so difficult about it or what are the biggest challenges? It's the time. So it's just like if we're offering a part-time, then they will have to have an outside life. But then we would like only, for example, lunch rush. Mm. Then like what can this person have outside of lunch hour? Food and beverage, that's always going to have this struggle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then in Taiwan, I think it's slowly getting there, but there's still this mentality like food and beverage it's an industry you only get into if you can't succeed in the academic world mm. and so there's still that sigma i think mm. it's slowly changing but it's still there. that's also a challenge yeah i would think that maybe some kind of like college students as a part-time job it mm -hmm. would be good but and i'm actually really close to a, a taipei technology university oh okay yeah it's the idea that they have class doing lunch or or until 12 yeah true uh, so that's something that cannot align a hundred percent but we'll get through it we'll, we'll find a way or or not mm. <laughs> <gasps> yeah i mean that is difficult right because i feel like it's as you mentioned it's definitely a cultural thing as well because you know in the states yeah that kind of idea of just having a part-time job or actually having multiple part-time jobs, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Working at the restaurant for the rush and this time, and then doing something maybe even totally different at yeah. night or whatever. But in Taiwan, I don't think that culture yeah. is prevalent, right? Yeah. I don't even know if a lot of like college students have exactly yeah the whole academic it might thing be frowned it might be frowned upon to have a job for sure yeah, so that's different. that's difficult yeah so what about COVID? we kind of mentioned it earlier how difficult was that and how scary was that because you know it was scary for a lot of businesses obviously here in taiwan as i mentioned you know when i was living back in new york or actually after i left new york and then seeing the news from my friends posting about all of these businesses, restaurants and otherwise that are just, you know, were collapsing during COVID. So, yeah. How did you manage to survive this mm. kind of 
I would say I was lucky in how small Chinitas was. So mm. our expense and expectation are much lower. And we did mostly takeouts or delivering. We only have three seats at Chinitas. So we just closed that three seats down and yeah. have having most. And not having such high expense helps. Like if I could just for this past two years, perhaps just not having like my personal expense, as long as it's not that high. Like one of the biggest reason I started Chinitas was knowing I'm still young i don't have any responsibility i don't even have a dog or a cat right like, we talked about that <laughs> so 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 for me it was just as long as i feed myself with cubano i'm fine mm. this two years wasn't that hard on me personally mm. uh, but i'm not saying it was an easy path right to answer your question um it had a toll but we're here it, it's kind of like how if you ask me about my university and like it has its ups and downs but mm. it was great yeah. No, but it makes sense. I think you hit the nail on the head when you started and said that big thing is that you guys are so small. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think that's huge, you know, because having a big overhead, uh, not only in terms of rent, but as we're talking about now is like having employees, right? Yeah, responsibilities. Too. Exactly. You can't that's... just ask them to leave and just a whole different thing. So yeah. for us, it was simple. Mm. Keep it simple and it works. Yeah. just going forward and yeah now we're going forward thinking about expanding so i had this conversation with a friend of mine the friend that owns like four restaurants and, mm. and we we talked about i talked to him about like oh i want this and that and like oh this is my grand plans mm. or dreams and then he kind of reminded me like don't be here up in the air if you haven't solved the problem here mm. like like think about the now before you go like out here talking because this is my tendency like mm. i get too excited and then i start talking about oh I, we can do this we can do that but then like i come back here yeah. on earth like think about <laughs> what you can solve now or what awesome strength chinitas has now mm. for you to like expand or do different things mm -hmm. instead of like going up in the air again right so um that's great advice from your friend yeah sometimes i think experience having more experience you kind of like if i were to talk to like 15 year old not just me like person mm. i would be able to to point out different things that they probably wouldn't have thought of but just coming from someone that had more experience just like how he is to me like listening helps and like calming my nerves and always finding like a mentor or someone to learn from mm. always helps. that's super valuable yeah. So what about the business? Because you mentioned about the delivery. So how much of the business is delivery? You know, because that's how I found you, right? Is through yeah. Uber Eats. So how much of it is delivery and how much is it like kind of local uh, regulars coming by in the neighborhood? And how much of it is like just new people that are just kind of passing by or finding it somehow randomly? Pre-COVID, mm. we did a lot of events where uh, we would go to like basketball games. You would find Chinitas at basketball game or uh, music festival, mm. like those big gatherings. Farmers markets. No, we don't do okay. I don't think there's a lot of farmers market in Taipei. Yeah. The bigger fun events and okay. it's easy. Like you have a sandwich at hand and you can go around picnic and stuff. So pre-COVID, we did a lot of that. And when COVID hit, all events were canceled and 
And so we, most of our sandwich were delivered like 60, 70% mm. uh, during COVID. Like, and then now it's slowly coming back and people like yourself, like seeing mm -hmm. an Uber and then like wanted to come and try it just a hot, fresh off grill kind of sandwich. Mm -hmm. And now more and more people are coming back in store. And then we are doing more and more catering uh, because I think this is something that a lot of companies in Taipei are looking for like you know in the afternoon just a little snack uh, so right now we do in-store and catering events and, and what kind store. of events are you catering this wednesday we're actually doing conference catering where they're doing conference all throughout the day and lunch because of covid they can't really promote everyone to eat together so mm. everyone just grabbed the sandwich and a salad go to their own corner and have yeah. lunch. But before they probably would do pizza or mm -hmm. bento, like everyone just kind of eat together. Mm. But now we have company conference, also some festivals, mm. music festivals. Were you at S2O over the weekend? Uh, no. <laughs> looked fun though. I know. We were talking about it in the last podcast. My, one of my friends invited me, but you know, a lot of the DJs got stuck out of Taiwan. Oh, yeah. I've, I've saw some news about it. Yeah. So you didn't make it? I didn't make it. My friend did. Sure, he had a good time. Uh -huh. He hasn't said anything, so it's probably still recovering, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it has been a pretty successful event two years ago. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. The post COVID, like. Yeah bash yeah yeah oh boy yeah <laughs> huh yeah traveling let's get back to traveling exactly yeah. so i mean we need this to end right because of business because of traveling because of everything life life mm -hmm. needs to go on right it's like we went on the break life itself like the world went on a break it's a and long now, <laughs> break. <laughs> hey maybe two years ain't that long you know like I if know, you think about like but but it's time to like get back to the norm quote yeah, unquote for sure so what is your hope for when the world gets back to normal in terms of business in terms of travel in terms of life um there's probably never a normal day in the business world mm -hmm. i think I, I once heard someone told me that to get into business every obstacle should be expected you're here to solve problem you can't expect it all to go smoothly Definitely. COVID is just one of the obstacle and as a business owner or as an operator if you can come through mm. then you will proceed right yeah you'll <laughs> um, be stronger yeah mm. and so there's no normal i i would say mm -hmm. in the business world sure um and it's just the constant problem solving mm -hmm. and finding joy in doing <laughs> in so the, in the process exactly <laughs> um and then live um when do i expect it to be back to normal mm. was that the question no uh, just what are your uh, hopes or is there something that you've kind of put on the back burner so to speak um you know during this time and that there's something you're itching for you know um, other than really. finding a husband and <laughs> having many kids um, and a dog or a cat 
Yeah. Um, everything has gone with according to the plan. Right. But because my plan goes as my life goes on, like when I turn 30, I want to do this and that. And then when I'm 29, like I revisit what I want for the next year. Mm. And then last month, I look at this month expectation. So it, it never was like something that I haven't done like those things that i haven't done is in my plan of doing so does that make sense mm -hmm. so if you ask me like what am i gonna do for the rest of this year i'm like getting a professional photo shoot that i mentioned mm, right <laughs> yeah exactly. and, then, and then i'm like what else get into the habit of working out weekly mm. that's always a struggle <laughs> wow how about how about dancing you haven't been dancing uh, that's a daily thing in my oh. living room. So, <laughs> that's awesome. and, and, uh, and then going back to clubs to dance, like I would miss my college friends. Like mm. that's a big, big part of it. I remember when I was younger, we all like would get ready and like, it's the getting ready process. That's actually the most enjoyable part of going dancing. Right. Like, like, you know, you put on the music and you get ready together and you, gossip a little bit mm -hmm. and we go and then that excitement too yeah yeah and yeah. then picking where you want to go wishing there would be good music so to me clubbing would always lack my friends because mm. they're not here in taipei well at least not my dancing partners mm. um but like here in taiwan like doing this COVID, i've really loved to see the nature side of Taiwan, like mm. going to the waterfalls, like they're so pretty and the wild camping and all the stuff that I probably wouldn't have done if it wasn't for COVID. Mm. Probably like a lot of people here exactly. in Taiwan. Yeah, so. Um, a lot of people rediscovering Taiwan yeah, during this time. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and the different cities in Taiwan. Yep, and a lot of beautiful nature here. For sure. Yeah. So this year just a lot of that mm. like like i'm going camping next this weekend i'm very excited and like we're wow. doing a three-day trip um, really yeah. where are you going huh where is that <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know uh, i think i think Maybe? i think i'm taking the trains <laughs> see i'm like you have to choose what you are specializing in right. like at off time most of the time i go with the flow like mm. my friends were like oh let's go there i'm like yeah okay. i'm down yeah why not yeah i can't know all the details of every single aspect mm. of my life so like <laughs> if you that. ask me like i know what i'm doing but i don't know the detail of the plan someone has to take responsibility <laughs> right. that. like i got too much <laughs> <I'm> my <busy. laughs> yeah, yeah. just tell me when and where yeah, yeah. yeah exactly that's awesome so what that's about awesome. travel outside of taiwan i do have hopes and wish mm. uh, um one of my biggest goal for Chinitas is for it to sustain itself so I can go to Europe for like six months. Mm. Like, and don't have, like, I, when I come back, I still have a job. Like, right, exactly. Like, um, so, Europe, backpack through Europe, and then when I have kids, I want to go, go like road trip in the States. That's my bucket list. Wow. So, where in Europe? Um, Spain. Mm. Oh, right. Spanish. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm, and I for sure want to go back to Sweden and visit my friends. Right. Yeah. Visit your host family, your friends. Yeah. Being a while. And there are relationships that you can maintain through internet. You just have to like you sit down and See chat. them and chat. Yeah. yeah. So I'm waiting for that. Patiently waiting. Wow. for that day to happen and how many years has it been since uh, you've oh 
18, so 12 years. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. How do you think that's going to feel, seeing them and being back in Sweden after all of these years? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mm. can't even anticipate. And, and then thinking back, like when I was 18, I was such a young person that probably doesn't have a defined personality. And now, like, I know I'm so much different. They probably wouldn't even recognize me. Or maybe they mm. will. Like, it's just, just just so crazy and can't even imagine. I'm sure they'll recognize you. Yeah, and, it's it's cool mm. because a friend of mine from high school, like, he knew that I opened up Chinitas. And one day, like, after, like, 10 years of not, like, not being in touch but we are friends on social media and one day he walked by chinitas like wanted to stop by mm. and like instantly i'm like oh you're blah 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 and then he was like wow i didn't expect you to remember me but Whoa, it's just like that's it, cool yeah and then it brings back memories from like 10 years ago without any communication within this like 10 years Mm -hmm. it's 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 crazy how those moments are amazing yeah 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 and that's the cool thing about having a restaurant right as well where you yeah you kind of (laughs) see people come and go and regulars as well yeah it's uh it's like you can't you don't have anywhere to hide if your friends want to (laughs) find you they know where to (laughs) that's the problem yeah yeah yeah. needs to be self-sustaining so then you can (laughs) hide exactly (laughs) so that's that too yeah that's true because right now it's you're there a lot yeah right So what about Spain? Obviously, we all know about your, you know, your love of Latin culture. So is part of this also about language learning and or is it really something else about Spain? The food, actually, it's Mm. I I want to go somewhere. I don't really speak the language. And it's just the idea of going abroad. I think people like us who have left country or have been getting used to being in an uncomfortable situation or, mm. or unfamiliar situation that you kind of crave that excitement you crave that adventure yeah that newness mm. so we're for the, yeah like novel experiences yeah, no, no, yeah right so i think it's it's that it's not so much of what it provides mm. but it's just like being there is something like during COVID, I I would go to like Hualien, where it's within Taiwan, but it has such different feel. Yeah, it's and, a and beach it, town. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. and it's kind of similar where you just go and not be yourself because there's an expectation of who you are in Taipei because that's the city that I've, I am now. Hmm. But if you go to some other places, like nobody knows who you are. There's no expectation of just or where you're used to going it's just everything is new so Mm -hmm. that's something that i can't wait to do again Mm. most people are probably yeah i think everyone here is itching to (laughs) to get out and i think especially for you with your story of you know from 15 years old kind of leaving that small farm town in taoyan and (laughs) to another farm town (laughs) yes exactly to another farm town and then just like every year going to a new place right new challenges new experiences new memories and chinitas is probably the first thing that i have stuck with Mm -hmm. for more than three years probably and that's the reason why when i first uh was signing the contract the place i was at and the landlord was like oh let's do just yearly i'm Mm -hmm. like no let's do three years because i want to like i wanted to make sure that i'm committed 
to it. So yeah, this is first project probably. Yeah, exactly. I'm on for more than three years now. Wow. Going to five, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's going very well. It's been great. Yeah. So what is the future dreams and goals for Chinitas Cubano? For me to travel. <laughs> and also for people that yeah. work there too. Like mm. um, I'm creating a, a workplace that's not a typical one where the expectation of employee and employer is rigid. Mm. It's more fluid. Fluid, yeah. Um, where there's respect, mutual respect and independence that's expected out of all the staff. But what I'm trying to say is that this is a small community, not only for the customers, it's mm. also for the people that work there. Mm. So we look forward to more people working with us and then join our little family of mm. Chinitas. Wow. And hopefully maybe all our employees so can be able to pursue their dreams. Mm, that's awesome. Okay. So if anyone out there is listening <laughs> and needs a part-time job <laughs> and wants to be part of a beautiful family with welcome. a nice laid back <laughs> attitude and son, Chinita welcomes you, Yiping welcomes you. Um, yeah. So if people want to know more or to find you, where should they look? Where's the best place? Chinita's Cubano is everywhere. So Find us on Google Maps, uh, Instagram, Facebook, line at, just type in Chinitas Cubano. You'll find and us. You will find. She wants to hide, but <laughs> you'll find her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so please come in and say hi to her and enjoy that wonderful Cubano. And remember, don't you dare order a Cubano <laughs> without ordering a tomato soup. You must order a tomato soup. This is our marketing. <laughs> we're going we're well, to nail that. that down. We're going to nail that down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming in here and sharing your story. It was really awesome. And I wish you the best of luck and the best of success in your business and in your life and in your love and everything likewise, else. Likewise. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you very much. Until next time, everyone. See you later. Peace. Bye bye. What's what's that called again? There's a technical term for it. It's not um because fate is like so so destiny and fate is like you're on one line, right? Like no matter what you do, you're on that line. Yeah. But then there's another one. There's another technical term. I'm forgetting what it is. But you come to a junction, right? And you could either go this way or this way. So it's like you either stay with your job or you open up a Cubano place. And so once you open up that Cubano place, then you're on this line. You're no longer on. There's a name for this yeah. phenomenon? Yeah. No, there's a name for this theory. It's a, um, it's a theory. I forget, I forget what it's called. Something like a butterfly theory. Yeah, it's basically. Yeah. I'll go look. I'll look it up. Huh. That, that one, like, I can all kind of get behind a little bit because then you still have your own choices. But I don't believe in, like, predestined, I don't predetermined. Think, I don't think any, like, fortune telling is step by step. Yeah. It's kind of like saying you would tend to do certain things because from the past human race experience, not experience, so people that were born on this day yeah. 10,000 years ago yeah. tend to make choices this way and then versus people that were born on this day would, would tend to make choices otherwise and it's just 
based but all you have in common with those people is a day. You don't have, and you don't have like any DNA or any kind of like heritage with those people. Maybe that's enough. Just a day? But the day, like those people back Just 10, a years DNA? Ago, just DNA is everything. DNA is your all your proteins, your mind, your neuron connections, everything. You're, you're a day, ten thousand years ago, they had no idea what Wednesday meant. <laughs> it's not about. Or they didn't. Exactly. They didn't have. When's your birthday? Like, when's your birthday? It's not. It's not like exactly that detail. Oh, you're Maybe. saying there's 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 a calendar that like the gods are using. Or someone's like a, a, a higher level energy is using. You know. And then that those days are determined by like that higher level energy. Say that it will be a great question for my friend who's gonna be on the podcast. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah, we'll do it. We okay. really <laughs> should do it. Literally, that would be amazing. I, I love it. I love this conversation.